Yo, 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 skirt bag. Skippity boopity bubbity bop. Skirt bag. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Wow, dude, those are two different fucking vibes. You went serious movie director tone to uh, fucking one of those skippity boppity rappers from the 80s, real quick. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was going for. What happened? What's the matter? Why can't you hear me? <laughs> now, now I can. <laughs> Dude, all I heard was skippy boobity pop skirt bag, and then thirty-five seconds later, what happened? <laughs> As though you well, you said I was like sounding like the '80s rapper, and that was like exactly what I was going for. Yeah, the scat rapper or scrap yeah. rap, whatever it's called. Yeah. Doesn't scat mean poop? So does that just mean they were poopy rappers? Maybe. I don't know They're much about around. scat. I don't know much scat about the is scat like language. when you like walk down the street and like bop your head and go and snap go like got that weird like cartoony movement to you, right? I guess old timey Mickey Mouse cartoon. You know how they always looked like because it was like three frames per second, so it was always just looked like they were doing this. They looked good, dude. I know. Yeah, I miss I know the old school cartoon. Like... Yeah, yeah, like the Mickey Mouse walking down the street. And he's got like a yeah. little like the head bop with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, Steamboat Willie, that's what it was. Uh, dude, beats me. I don't even know nothing about no Willie. <laughs> you don't know about Steamboat Willie? Nope. This man don't know about Steamboat Willie. I know about the, uh, the, uh, this tugboat that was fighting around the world. What? What? In South Park, they had that tugboat and he was fighting around the world. It was this, it was this whole episode about this tugboat. I forget what his name was. Oh, the Fought tugboat around itself the world. Had, had a name. Wait, like, was it like, South Park? I don't know what it the, was. South. This sounds like it could be a South Park thing. Yeah, it probably was. They got. I mean, they have a character named Towley, so that <laughs> the tugboat character would surprise me. Maybe it wasn't uh, South Park, but some show they had a, a show about a tugboat that was fighting around the world, and he sung songs about it. Was it like an old, old one? I don't know. Or was it from something like we grew up with? Did, we do you grew remember, up with it. Do you remember uh, that show, Franklin the Turtle? Did you watch that show as a kid? Yeah. Franklin the Turtle? That show was yeah, awesome, yeah. dude. Yeah, and show, I had a like, board game for it. Yeah, Franklin the Turtle board game? Yeah, dude, that was my favorite what? board game. Kid, what was it, like Monopoly, like Franklin Monopoly? <laughs> I don't know. I just remember that I love buying it. swamp properties and wearing hats. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had the freshest hats. Yeah, I. Uh, speaking of hats, I sent you that Yankees one that Pete oh, Davidson yeah. was wearing Kevin Hart show, and I can't find it anywhere. I don't think it's like a thing. Hmm. Like I don't think it's a company owned like hat. That I think he just like had someone make him that hat or something. It's pretty dope, though. I know. I was like, I saw the Yankees logo. And I was like, what the fuck does that say? Then, like, five minutes into the episode, I was like, oh, it says, like, knock off Yankees hat or something like that. Right. But it's yeah, bootleg. Like, bootleg boot Yankees, Yankees, Yankees hat. hat. And it was written in, like, little kids' handwriting. It was dope. Yeah, yeah. And the NY was all whack. All whacked out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It looked it makes good. Sense. It makes sense, dude, because the Yankees yeah. are all out of whack right now. And it's bootleg, so. And it's bootleg. We're a bootleg team until Aaron Judge comes back. It's but, funny, you know how you know how Lex sent us that thing where it was like the Facebook post of the guy saying, "The are the Yankees the Mets now?" Yeah, yeah. 
I was like, nah, let us lose, like, let us not make the playoffs once, and then we'll consider it. Yeah, and then I watched one. last night's game, and we got shit on, and I was like, okay, that might be, it might be the case. All it needed was that one more, one yeah. more loss. Yeah. Um, I saw Jess was like, I don't even think I want to spend my money to go see this team. Like, I don't think they deserve that. Yeah, no, I'm not, like, like, it almost hit me last night. It's, the, the fact is, dude, you watch the Yankees. They play how they've been playing for over like 180 games. Like they're a 500 ball comfort club for more than a season at this point. And then it's like, you can almost get to a point where you predict what Aaron Boone's going to say in the post game. You can predict the type of lineup that's going to come out the next day. Like nothing's changing. Nobody's like delivering. It's just the most like boring brand of baseball and like non-competitive brand of baseball. I think I've ever seen in a Yankees team. In my entire life. Like, it's that bad. I think they need to get rid of Booner. I do, too. And guess what? I've been a fringe Boone guy for a while now. Like, I went into the season optimistically on Boone's side, you know, after the Rodon signing. And, like, it's like, okay, like, we started off historically good last year. We've got, like, a reset. Everyone's healthy. Like, this is a good team, a contending team. And then just... It feels like all season I've been like, all right, well, they're going to turn it on. Like, they're going to turn it on. And then just after the All-Star break, I was like, all right, like, have to turn it on. And they've just gotten worse and worse. And now I'm at a point where Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, firing the hitting coach sounds like a scapegoat now because obviously the offense isn't doing anything. It's an organizational problem. Like, Boone, I'm sorry, you got to go. Watching him on Talking Yanks is just so frustrating, dude, because they press him with, like, actual questions about, like, well, what's being done to like change the way this team performs or like get guys to perform to their level. Like Rizzo hasn't hit a homer since like May 20th, which is like the second or third longest streak in MLB behind like Tim Anderson and Miles Straw right now, which is not great. Well, Tim Anderson's a stud. So like to be not yeah, as bad as him, that's he good. He doesn't hit home runs. Like he's actually not had a good season at all this year, but. It's just been like Rizzo is going to give you a 30 home runs pretty much every year. And I think he has like 11 right now and we're almost into August. So like he's super underperformed. So then he's going to give you like 19 over the rest of the season. That's pretty good. Maybe he hasn't hit one since May. (laughs) He might finish. You said he's going to give you 30 a year. So he's due to explode. And then judge is going to come back and you guys are going to be unstoppable. No, dude, Judge cannot help this team. I'm like, everyone's like, oh, Aaron Judge ran the bases today. I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter. He's going to come back. It's going to take him a while to get back, get his swing back. He hasn't played yeah. since, like, May. Like, he's not going to instantly just come into this lineup and carry this team everything. like he did yeah. last year. Yeah, it's like, this is an organizational issue. Like, we fucked up the, the whole process of calling up, like, some of our top prospects. Like, Peraza just came up. We held held on to a 149 hitting Josh Donaldson until after the all-star break, dude. It literally took him tearing his hamstring for us to call up our top prospect, like in our system, who was our shortstop in the playoffs last year, dude. Like why was, if you're going to let him, if you're going to have him come be your starting shortstop in the last series of the playoffs and then wait a whole nother year for him to just be buried in triple a because you have 39 year old Josh Donaldson hitting. Is he 14- really 39? He's like 30, I think he's 38, 37 or 38, but Damn. he's like pushing 40, dude. Yeah. And uh, like that in 149, that's not very good. 149, he had like 14 hits all year and nine of them were home runs, which is like 
It's not a good stat. It's just a, a wild stat that you only have 14 hits, and out of those 14 hits, you have nine home runs. So it felt like he was doing just like the fringe amount to be like, all right, he's gonna like maybe he'll turn a corner, maybe you yeah. know he'll turn it on, and he's just been rotting away like batting fourth or fifth for this team all year and batting fourth or fifth at 149. Yes, dude, like he bats fifth in the lineup when he's in there. It's not like oh, all right, Donaldson's struggling, we'll throw him in the eight or nine hole. I he I don't think he's batted eighth, maybe wow three times this year. So why don't you think why don't you think Boone wants to move him down in the lineup? Because they're so just driven by, like, they're, like, such an analytically driven fucking team, but not in the good way, dude. Like, they don't use them the correct way. They're looking at all these, like, oh, well, he's... Best case scenario? Yeah, and they're always looking for, like, best, like, all right, Josh Johnson was MVP in 2015. So, so he's if still he got plays something like he's in an there. MVP, right, dude? It's so nine of his fourteen hits bro. are home runs, so he <laughs> probably won't get a hit. But if he does, he's hitting a home run. So you know, best case scenario, we get a home run. Worst case scenario, we get a strikeout. And yeah. the odds say we're not getting a home run. And but... you got, dude, it's bad. Like the fact that it took them this long, and it's only because they that fucking trade, dude. Sending Geo and Gary out to fucking Minnesota for Josh Donaldson and IKF. One of the worst trades I think Cashman made. Probably the worst trade Cashman's ever made. And he's That's been here why. for over 20 years. Yes. That's why it took so long that's to why bring it took Donaldson Because so he has too much pride, dude. He's like, too nope, much I don't want to be wrong. Too much of an ego in it. Yeah. And that's been the fucking case like, for the last yeah, That's tough years. with GMs because I was talking to Lex about it. About how like Verlanders and Scherzer are kind of ass this year. And they're getting way too much money. And I'm like, well, you see, so like selling them, like where the Mets are right now, like selling those guys is not a bad idea because like the Mets aren't in like in a position to win this year. You know what I mean? So like, why would you not try to capitalize on these old, like good pitchers before they have no value at all? Because it's only decreasing. Right. Like they're free agents at the. I don't know. I feel like pretty sure they are. I thought they might've been longer. Let me go check Spotrack. Um, but even if that's the case, dude, like, you know, the Mets aren't going to be in the playoffs. So why would you not trade them now and give teams like two months of a Justin Verlander or Max Scherzer that can find something in there? Excuse me. Exactly. If you're making like a playoff rush, but that's just, it just comes down to their ego, bro. And it's as a fan, just super frustrating. The worst thing was like two weeks before the all-star break. No, I think uh, Verlander's on a three, three year. Oh, really? He's got to be. Yeah. He's 40 now, isn't he? He is 40 and 159 days. Wow. That's tough. Um, That's a tough contract. Yeah, if like dude, this is and his last year so being this good. is his contract. It's it's a $43.3 million hit over the next three years. It's 43.3 base salary over the next two years and then 35 in 2025. That is, that is crazy, dude. For a 43-year-old, like that's insane. Yeah, Scherzer's is pretty similar, isn't it? But I think, he's on, a, I think he's on a one year. One of them I thought was a a one year. Um, Spotrack's good, but it's fucking slow. I've never um, used it. Scherzer's on a three year deal. But it expires after this year with a 2024 player option for 43 million. So, for 2024, 
yeah, so if nobody wants to pay him $43 million, then he'll probably opt into that and then be a free agent after that. Yeah, and he's – is he the same age or I think he's a year younger? He's 39. 38 in one day. He just had a birthday. Happy birthday, oh, Max wow. Scherzer. Happy birthday, Max Scherzer. All right, so I don't know. That Verlander contract is tough. Is, contract is, is tough. It's upsetting. They're, yeah. Cause he's like really like at least like Scherzer like okay you get you gave him that deal like a couple years ago okay he's been decent and he's like not that old and like probably he's not gonna you're be not forty three by the end of his contract right you're probably not gonna resign him to another contract like this at least you would hope not yeah I but, mean if, if, uh, un- dude, unless he comes out and has a Cy Young caliber year next year it's like who yeah. knows but Lex said that there's rumblings on Mets Twitter that they're gonna look to unload um Pete. I've seen that. Um, one of the John Boy guys actually predicted like a Pete Alonso trade. I think that would be so dumb. He's coming off his rookie contract, right? I believe so. Yeah, he's been in arbitration for a few years. Yeah, I mean, they're probably not going to want to pay him after what they just spent this offseason. Which is so stupid because he's... Very the, dumb. He's pretty much... Well, I think he's the best player on their team offensively yeah i mean he's pretty good defensively yeah but i'm taking like lindor's glove or uh what's their center fielder's name nimmo nimmo's got a really nice glove um let's see how can i look at like the current like this year's d war That'll probably you can find that on baseball reference. I can pull it up. Um, is this like this year or is this all time? Because I'm looking at is this for this year? Uh, I have 2023. His his regular war right now is 1.5. So I'm looking at this, and I think I see Lindor with a D-War, like 10th in the league. Lindor? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. What's what's Pete's? I'm trying to find it. I don't even see Pete. I can't find see. it either. What the fuck? Let's see. Um... Standard fielding, maybe? Oh, no. D-boy here. Oh, I found it. 2023, he's at a negative 0.01. That's not great. But, I mean, 0.01, that's like the lowest you could get. Well, Closest had, to zero. Closest to zero you could get. Yeah, last year he had a minus 1.1. The year before that, he had minus 0.04 and then 0.08 and 0.09. So, I guess he's had, like, he's been fine. Better, better this year. But still, there's still two months to be played. So, who knows where that ends up. 
Um, his offensive war is, I guess, okay. Yeah. I mean, he leads the NF, the NL, or is like the top of the NL, close to it, pretty much every year in home runs. Nobody in the league has more home runs than him since he's joined the league in 2019. Yeah, I mean, he had a 4.4 uh, total war last year, so and he's at 1.5 now, so it might be a little bit under last year. But he also had like, didn't he have like 40 something home runs last year? Um, I know he had 26. He had 40 the year before. Oh no, he's got 26 this year. Yeah, he had he got 40, 26 40 now. home runs last year. Yeah. So I mean. I think, and here's the thing, I think he's underrated. Like, I feel like he's just, like, generally forgotten when you talk about, like, the top players in baseball. And, like, if you were to say, like, oh, like, the Mets studs, you would say, like, Lindor, Scherzer, like, you wouldn't say Pete. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah, that's he's... Yeah, kind of true. Like, year in and year out, he's been, like, such a consistently solid player. Like, a top-of-the-league player. One of the top first basemen. Like, who's better than him? Like, Goldschmidt? I was going to say, dude, like, you're probably not going to find a better first baseman, like, on on the free agent market at least. No way. No way. Yeah, I think even Goldie's kind of having, like, he's kind of in the same boat as Pete because um, the Cardinals are kind of rebuilding after the year that they've had. I wouldn't mind if we traded for Goldie or Alonzo, dude. But that's the thing. And then it's like, but it's like we have. The but Mets if we probably could... won't trade him. Like, to the Phillies, in yeah, in division. Yeah. Although it is, but I mean that know, wouldn't be bad, right? This year because yeah. we could just we could trade for Pete this year, and then just let him walk and stick with Reese and let him go get paid somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you guys are in a position to make a run, like, and the Mets aren't going to be, so they're probably looking to sell. Yeah, it's not like they're going to have to play play you guys in the playoffs or anything. Except I'd like to see Otani come to Philly at the trade deadline, dude. Did you I see? saw a thing today. It was like projected like lineup and rotation with Otani, and I was just like, "Oh my god, dude!" In in Philly, for Philly, yeah. Yeah, I feel like every fucking every uh, team. Fan it's like you add Otani to that. Yeah. You add Otani to the get to that, and you get a top of the league batter. I actually took a picture today. Let me pull it up now that we're talking top about the it. Top elite, like he's the fucking first. He's first in like every fucking first category. First in pretty dude. much everything, dude. They had it on whatever I was watching today. I snagged a picture of it just for this conversation. He even hit um, his league leading trip, uh, seventh triple last night, dude. Yep, he leads yep. the league in triples. Home runs, 35 first. Triples, seven first. Extra base hits, 58 first. Slugging, 680 first. OPS, 172 first. Yeah. Stupid. First in the league in the MLB, not AL in the entire MLB. First in the league in all of, like pretty much all of, like the most important categories. Yeah, like RBIs That's... would be the only one. He and he's got to be top five. The and the craziest thing two. is, dude, that's only half of the player you're getting. I know. That's then you the get an ace. You part. get a top five pitcher in the league. You get the number one in your rotation, pretty much on every team that he goes to. He's going to be the number one. Yeah. Yeah, except I heard last night they were saying that he, like, if you are to trade for him, you probably can't trade any of your starting pitchers because he um, pitches on a six-day, six-man rotation instead of a five. Uh... I don't know why that is, but I think that's just the case when he came over from Japan. That's what he was used to, and they didn't want to, like, fuck up his his arm by having him pitch, like, more times in lesser days. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, all right, well, I got to pitch on a six-man rotation. So that's what Michael Kay was saying in the broadcast last night. And I was like, yeah, I, hadn't, I didn't know that. 
No. But, like, if you already have a few solid, like, if you have a one through, even just two solid starters on your rotation, you throw an Otani, dude, like, your one, two, three is automatically set. Yep. Like, if, dude, the Yankees had Garrett Cole, Rodon, and Otani as our one, two, and three. That, that would be, dude, unstoppable. So, for the fails, it would be Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, Otani, and then Ranger Suarez would be the four. He's had a really good year. His stats don't show it. Like, his win record doesn't. He's got, like, one or two, like, official wins, but his outings have been really good. Yeah, and, I mean, that's all you really need is four solid guys like that. Right, like especially the in the playoffs. Starter, it's like, whatever. Yeah, playoffs, you're going to be running guys out there more often anyway. Right. Yeah, dude. Ugh. I just want the trade deadline to hit so that we can have the chaos. And I want to know what the Yankees plan is because like right now it sucks because it's like, all right, we're, I mean, we're still like two and a half games out of the last wild card spot dead last thing at least. But like, I don't know. Selling at the deadline when you're only two games out kind of sounds like you're giving up on the season. Cause two and a half yeah. games out of a playoff spot is definitely attainable. Yeah. But it's like, at this point, it's like, are we going to, sneak into the playoffs, fucking get bounced early, and then have it called a success because we're like, oh, well, look at the season we had. We still made the playoffs. We're going to run it back. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I'm afraid of. There needs yeah. to be, like, so much organizational change for the Yankees to succeed. We're not going to win another World Series with Boone and Cashman at the helm. I've accepted that fact. And if we do, it'll be, like, more of, like, a, oh, wow, like, okay. Still, like, going into the next season, like, don't believe in what you guys are doing. So, you think that there's, like, you think the Yankees could get into the playoffs, right? And you honestly believe that getting to the playoffs, anything can happen. So, for you, you're like, there's still a chance that we could win this whole thing this year. Yeah, if we sneak in, but it's like, I'm not going to have that same fucking optimism that i have i've had in the past few years yeah especially after getting this swept season by hasn't been as optimistic and... like no, the no. La- i feel a... like the last two seasons the yankees have been great regular season teams like yeah, last year I last mean, year the yankees until, and the mets up, were up so good august in the regular last, season up until august of last year i would say yes that's true but like we haven't been a good regular season team for a year now yeah like we we fucking crawled into the playoffs Barely beat Cleveland and then got obliterated by Houston. Like, it's not like we, like, you know, confidently went into the playoffs that last year, too. Especially after the... Yeah. Dude, we started out, like, 57-20 and 20 or some stupid shit like that. The best team in we're, baseball. Yeah, dude. We were on pace to win 120 games and then just fucking fell straight off the face of a cliff. And everything that's happened since then has, like, almost kind of, like... Made it worse. Reiterated the back, like the shit of Yankees fan on my push to the back of my head. Like I know, the, like what's wrong with the organization? I'm just like, ah, what? Well, the Yankees? Were the Yankees? And it's just yeah. like brought that forward, and I'm just like, fuck, dude. Time yeah. to face my demons as a fan and accept that this team stinks and it's not good. Well, hey, maybe for your sake they can turn it around, and and you'll be sitting here just like I was. Me with Howie. Remember, I wanted Howie gone forever. Yeah, but Howie hasn't. Howie wasn't fucking. 20 years i mean i guess he was but how he was how he's just different than cashman dude cashman like yeah and how he legit job. only had like one bad year yeah yeah but cashman has been bad for fucking 13 years like ever since 09 
Yeah. And even 09, like I I was a freshman in high school, so or 8th grade, so it's not like Holy shit, that's how long it's been, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, let's find oh, the MLB well. standings. Um all I think about is how in the beginning of the year when you said you showed me that video on TikTok of the kid who's a Liverpool fan and just like you would see like oh, him going through the yeah. ups and downs all year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one after this every one game. That, yeah, dude. Yep. And I just think back to that. And I'm like, all right, like it still could end well, but like, like maybe this is just like a down of the season. But it's like yeah. the down that we're in is like we're entering the depths of hell. That's how deep we are. Well, Philly have moved into second in the NL East. We're only nine and a half back of the Braves. The Phillies have been amazing since like the start of June. Yeah, and the only team better than them is the Braves. Yeah, like Killing very me. quietly too, dude. Yeah. Dude, the NL West is kind of nasty. The Dodgers, San Fran, and Arizona all have 53 or more wins. Who's the... Oh, San Diego's the last place team in that league, right? No, nah, Colorado is. Oh, Colorado, right. Yeah, the Rockies are bad. They just took a series from the Yanks. And the Pirates, who were so good, are now 42-54 and 54 last in the NL Central. Remember we were saying that at the beginning of the year, though? We were like, yeah. uh, how, how great they started out. But we are like, ah, this this feels like a team that's not, like, they're just randomly hot. I don't think this is who they are. Yeah. So, let's see. Phil's got to be looking good for the wild card. Yeah, Yanks oh, yeah. are two and a half out. I mean. What are we, 50 and 48 now? I think 46. Yeah, 50 and 46. The Phils are in the last wild card spot. They're only a game ahead of Miami because San Fran and Arizona both have better records than us. Well, yeah. we have 52 wins. Arizona has 53 and San Fran has 54. That's a pretty tight race, dude. Yeah. That's, and then that's Miami, going to be interesting to see come down to the, the wire in the end. Miami's the first team on the outside and they're 53 and 45. Dude, which out of nowhere, like I don't think anyone was. Yeah, they had a good the year. Marlins to be this good, and um, Sandy Alcantara's had like not a great year. Not a great year, yeah. After winning a Cy Young, that's crazy. Yes, he's definitely not the ace that he was last year. Same with um, the the dude from the Blue Jays, dude Alec Manoa. Yeah, he was down at Triple A or Double A this year, dude. No, he was down in like low a ball like that's how bad it was they're like dude just go down and we need you to throw to nobodies and just like get your mechanics back and he was down there for like probably like three weeks and came back and he's still shitting the bed which is crazy because he was like a top five pitcher in the league last year um andrew painter the phillies prospect he's getting tommy john oh that's not good no that's not good that's tough yeah He's like one of the top pitching prospects in the league. Dude, Tommy John, I feel like is the worst injury in sports, like lengthwise. Like yeah. They're missing a year and a half. Like people, like football players, they tear their ACL. They're out for like. They're back the for next... the next season. Right, right. Tommy John is. He's tough, not getting especially... it until now. And that's the thing. He didn't want to get. He, like this, he never started the regular season because yeah. of this. And it's like he didn't want to get it then, but he should have because he would have come back sooner. Right. And it just wasted, like, four months. Yep. Damn, but, that's tough, dude. Because he's like, I don't want to get yeah. this because I'm, like, about to start my MLB career. But, right. Like, probably just, like, And now it's like, okay, decision. this is going to push it back three years. 
three years? Think about it. You, said, you just said it takes a year and a half, so he won't be back until next fall, a year and a half from now. Yeah, and right? then the offseason. And, and then the offseason, and then he's probably not ready for Major League Ball fresh off of Tommy John, having never had pitching MLB before. He's probably going to start in the minors. Yeah, unless they put him through, like, a fall ball. Like, sometimes they'll do, like, offseason um, – no, not called workouts. They're called like assignments or something where they'll go play fall ball for like a month or winter ball in the Dominican. But even then, you're still not getting MLB at bats. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. One or two, but it's not like, you know, one through nine is MLB caliber. I think honestly, you just need like the work on your arm, like time throwing yeah, and stuff like yeah, that like yeah build gotta get your arms up. like stamina up yeah for sure dude um i saw this thing it was pretty interesting about how araldus chapman has been so dominant this year and it was like a tweak in his mechanics and um th- this account i follow on twitter called pitching ninja they posted a video of like side to sides of him one when he was on the yankees and one of him like striking out the side for the rangers the other night and his delivery, dude, like, he has that high, like, leg kick, but he's been doing this thing where he, like, comes up to the top, like, brings his knee up as high as whatever his mechanics allow him to, and then he, like, torques it forward, so he's, like, his calf is going like this, and he's, like, right. stopping and then delivering, and it's put him back to, like, throwing, like, 104 miles an hour, like, dots, dude. Damn. I'm like, it, it's crazy how just, like, the smallest little tweak of, like, the way you throw a baseball can have such an impact. Like the, it just changed the dude, the like his career path because there's like ah is he is he like washed? Is he all he doesn't have anything left in the tank and he gets traded and it's like nope, just had to bend his knee a little bit more. Now he's thrown absolute gas again. I think he's a stud. Maybe I should try he's doing right. that and start throwing gas. I kind of feel bad for him, but I don't because one he's like an abuser, but. Also, he was, like, the most victimized by the cheating Astros, so. Kind of of a lose-lose situation for that guy, but good for him on finding his mechanics again. Yep. Um, The MLB draft has come and gone. Paul Skeens went number one overall to Pittsburgh. And Dylan Cruz went... Went to Washington, right? Yeah, that's it's the, they're the first pair of college teammates to go number one and two overall ever. That's crazy. Paul Skeen signed his signing bonus, nine point two million, the most ever. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy, um, dude. Wyatt Langford won number four to Florida. He's the Otani motherfucker, right? Is is he the guy that bats and hits? Nah, there's, nah. There's he, a few he, of them in this draft. He played center for for Florida. Him and Dylan oh. Cruz were like the same like kind of prospect. Um, it right. was because it was Wyatt, Dylan, and Paul Skeens that all were like kind of destined for the top three. Um, but then Max Clark from a high schooler from Indiana, he went number three overall to Detroit. He's an outfielder. Let's uh, let's see. So all right, record breaking fucking first three picks or two picks, whatever, dude. Let's see how long it takes them to actually get to the MLB. Dude, I know. It'd be awesome if Skeens went there this year. If they're like, all right, kid's nice. He's ready. Let's let's get him out there. Yeah, but 
you dude he you needs get, time like, off after a college season i was that not only that just going from college ball straight to major leagues just he's gonna get rocked and chilled you don't yeah. want him to just immediately have no confidence uh Rhett louder he was the stud from wake forest like led the acc and everything he went number seven overall to the cincinnati reds damn the reds farm system's gonna be no, I lied. Oh, Rhett Louder weapon. was was their pitcher. He had fucking long ass locks. Long ass locks like Goldie. Yeah, Brock Wilkin. That was their do it all. Um, third baseman is where he played. He went 18th overall to the Brewers. Who'd the Phillies take? Uh, the Phillies took Alden Miller, third baseman at a a high school in Florida. Yeah, I think the Yanks drafted a shortstop out of high school, too. Correct, Amundo. Also out of Florida. George Lombard, Jr. George Lombard. Uh, it was funny. Braden I Taylor. Actually, I actually saw um, someone on Twitter when the Yankees announced a draft pick. They're like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Another shortstop? And it was like, dude, you're not going to get drafted out of high school as a right fielder. Every player that gets strapped out of high school is like a shortstop. It's yeah. just the most athletic person on the team. Yeah, yeah, the shortstop's always the best player usually at that. Like, could, you imagine, could you imagine getting drafted as like a left or right fielder <laughs> at a high school? Just, yeah, I mean. That's just anybody, dude. Yeah. That hits like, bombs fire, probably. High school needs to fire their coach if their best player on their team is in right field. <laughs> like the most ah, athletically dude, we'll just stick him out in player. right. <laughs> yeah. Don't want him to get hurt. Go snag some fly balls. What do you want to talk about next? Oh, what did you get up to this weekend? What did I get up to this weekend? Yeah, what did you get up to this weekend? Um, Saturday, we went to my parents' house for a Grammy's Greatest Hits dinner. My, uh sister and my aunt like recreate a bunch of like all of like our family's favorites that my grandma has made over the years um sick yeah so we had what did i have i had some ham i had mashed potatoes or mashed potatoes are money um potato salad everybody loves their potato salad um lemon meringue pie was always my favorite dessert so Mm. we had some of that we had this like kibasi and potatoes in a crock pot and it was that was my first time having it and it was really good um and then i brought home pork chops my like somebody really liked the shake and bake pork chops and somebody else had liked um butter beans and pork chops and dude i've never had that before and it was so good what is butter beans is that just green beans with butter no butter beans are like these like bigger like almost quarter sized beans they look like large lima beans almost but they're white um and then it's literally just that pork chops and pork chops and like the pork chops like juice juices and then ketchup and you just mix it all together really it's like super easy in like a in like a brownie pan kind of deal or like a cake pan hmm really good like that before no me either and i was like all right i didn't have any so I'm i'm gonna take some of this home and it was great slap city yeah slap city that sounds like that sounds like a uh like a good ballpark food almost. Oh like yeah. Getting, getting it does. that in like a little bowl or something. Yeah. I can get down. 
We should pitch it to the to the Phils. See if they put it at Citizens Bank Park. Yeah, sell your grandma's recipe. Just like the rights to it, and be like, all right, I want five percent of all of whatever you revenue. sell this. <laughs> Dude, of uh, the pork chops and butter beans, Grammy's kinda, pork chop and butter beans. Yeah, yeah, you you gotta call it that too. The Stillwell pork chop and butter beans. Make it like the Aaron Judge burger, but for the Phils. Have Bryce Harper sponsor it. Ooh, maybe he will. I'll get him to meet Grammy. She'll fucking charm him. Cook him up some beans. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I don't know why this reminded me of it, but did you see the Powerballs up to a Billy? A Billy. A Billy. A Billy Bean. Wow. Which is wild because the cash cash value is only like half that, but still. Well, yeah. Should I go get one? I was thinking about it after this. Uh, after we do this, I'm definitely not going to be driving anywhere after this. Oh, it's true. Too late. It's too hey, late, Billy, man. Tell Lex, hey man, listen, we're gonna win the Billy Bean tonight. So go get some tickets. Maybe tomorrow, on my way home from golf. Yeah, I don't think the next drawing is till Friday. I think they do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or no? They think they just do it once a week. I don't know. I only Dude, buy Powerball tickets when it hits like a billion dollars. I'm like, all right, I might as well try now. You know, what I mean, somebody's gonna yeah. win. Um, I went to the driving range the other day. Not a great experience for me. That means your next round's gonna be fucking um, cash money, dude. That's I was, I did okay hitting him. I hit him okay, and like my swing just feels so like when I hit it well, it feels so weird that I'm thinking more about the mechanics than swinging. That's the and worst. It's tough. That's the worst, dude. You got to go through with a blank mind sometimes, bro. But when you yeah, do but, that, it's but like, then when I do that, I I don't do the my mechanics the way that I want to. And, like, there's a couple things that I always need to th- remember when I swing, and I don't always do that, and it fucks me up. The I biggest one like... is keeping my head down. If I have a bad swing all the time, I'm like, oh, that's because I'm finishing up here with my chest completely open, my shoulder, like, my left shoulder, like, five inches Wide higher open. than where I started. You know what I mean? It just and then makes I'm you like, skull everything. Yeah. And I'm like, that's why I'm bad. That's part of the reason. That's why you got to go to the range, dude, and just get, like, 100 balls and think that every swing. And then when you play, it shouldn't even be, like, a thought. It should just be automatically what you do. That's I, true. That's how I try to attack my range session. And I tested our theory um, yeah. last episode about how we just do, like, 10 swings. I played out of my fucking mind, dude. Yeah. Austin and I split a basket of range balls at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning. Couldn't hit it straight. Couldn't I could, didn't hit one single good shot. But I was like, you know what? I'm fine. Like, it was actually funny. We were walking off the, the range, and Austin just looks at me and goes, not feeling confident coming off that range session. And I said, dude, I'm t- I have a theory that Kenny and I talked about. I'm testing it, just splitting half a bucket, getting a few swings in. I walked over to the putting green. I hit three balls. Didn't read them at all, dude. I just got my little stroke feeling down. Yeah. And I went out there and shot a 90, which is the second best score of my life. Yeah. I shot – dude. I realized I shot an 85 not too long ago. Was that on the the one smaller or the different parkour you were telling me about? Yeah, it's like a 60. It's like a par 68. Yeah. Or a that's 69. Sol- that's like a 90 on a regular course, dude. That's pretty solid. Yeah. I I didn't even realize it. I was talking to Lex because I shot like a 96, I think, last week. I played decent. Um, but... I was like, yeah, like that was like one of my best rounds. And Lex was like, well, didn't you shoot like in the 80s before? And I was like, nah. And then I went back and looked and I was like, oh, you're right, actually. Oh, I did. 
Um, but I felt last week I felt the like I left last week's round feeling the best about my game. Yeah, same, dude. And like it makes you want to play like ASAP, fucking Rocky, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, but like sometimes dude, I come off there feeling good. I'm like, all right, I, I should play tomorrow, dude. Like, let's ride this high. <laughs> yesterday at the range, I was focusing on two things, and the first one was like keeping my weight on my front foot, or at least like not loading up into my swing, like. A lot of people say that you should load up, but I've had, I've seen like multiple people be like, nah, like keep your weight on your front foot. Like not like all of it, but like some of it at least. So I try to like start on my front foot and like, at least just like keep my weight even between the two. I think that'll help. And then the other one is keeping my shoulders down, my shoulder and my head down. If I could stay like over the ball through the whole swing money. And if I do those two things, it's usually a good swing. Um, but I started with a glove and like it was just so hot and so sweaty that sweaty, my glove yeah. was like slipping on my hand and it made my grip feel weird. So I took the glove off and I have like this power grip stuff in my bag. It's like a powder. So I like put that on, I rubbed in my hands, like it worked for a little bit, but I had to like keep wiping my hands off with a towel, like because yeah. it was just so sweaty and gross. Jake literally ties a towel around the cart now, like when we play because it's so hot, fucking hot down here, dude. Like, Two yeah. holes in, and you can't you can't even grip your driver like most of the time because it's just fucking flying out of flying out of your hands because it's so sweaty. But yeah. I need to get some of that grip shit, like the rosin that you were just talking about. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. It's basically nice. what it is. It's like rosin, but in like a little like salt and pepper shaker kind of deal. Right. It was something that my grandfather that. like. It was in there like when I got his bag. I never bought it. It was just like he he had it, so now I have it. That's smart. I I never even thought of like something like that because it's every summer. It's like it gets to a point where yeah. it's so hot and you just can't fucking hold and on like, to clubs. If you put sunscreen on, even worse, money. dude. Really? I meant like it's good to have that stuff on you if you put sunscreen on because then you can oh, put some yeah, of that on. Like, yeah, that's true. Let me think of that. And like, because if you don't have that and you just try to wipe your hands like on a towel afterwards, like they're gonna be oily as shit still. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! We were uh, so we had like twelve guys out there last weekend, and we were the middle tee time. So the group behind us was part of our group, kind of. And those like the older guys that we play with, and they always bring like shooters of something for people who birdie. Yeah, I was actually just thinking about that. I was like, I was watching. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, I was watching. Um, FP versus somebody. It was like a nine at mine YouTube thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was like every birdie, they took a Rip fireball a shooter. And I was like, yeah, we got to get on the, if one person in the group hits a birdie, we're all doing fireball shooters. Well, that's what we do in this group. Like that's what like Ken, the, um, one of Jake's grandpa's friends always brings like a sleeve of shooters and we always drink fireball. But this week they had the 90 proof or 99 proof ones where it's like flavored, like banana, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh the, yeah. Like, it's called 99, ones. right? Yeah. 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 And so we get off the tee box on one hole and the hole behind us is like shares the cart path. So they were right there. Someone birdied and they called us over like, all right, we got to, we got to rip a shot. So he pulls out these fucking 99s and he's like, I got butterscotch and banana. And Austin and I were in the cart together. He just threw them to us and Austin went to catch one. And we both wanted banana, but he like hit his fucking stone hands and bounced off his arm. And I just went, yoink and yoink the banana. So he got stuck with a butterscotch dude. And we both knew like that wasn't going to end well. Cause yeah, it was one, news. our first drink our first alcoholic drink of the day, like after we hit the turn. So we're already hot and like dehydrated and shit. What so, time like, was this? Was, this was probably at, like 10. Our tea time was at eight 30. So it was like halfway through our round. Okay. And uh, so we rip our shots. Mine didn't go down well, but it was banana. So I like kept it down. 
Austin rips his dude and like was like, yeah, whatever, like throws this thing out. We start to drive to his ball and he just starts doing the cough thing. And I was like, oh, here it comes. And he just like sticks his head out the thing and lets like a just a quick little like a drive by <laughs> fucking vomit, dude. It was so drive by yakage. Yeah, that's what I said. And we both just started dying laughing. And I was like, dude, honestly, like I knew whoever was getting that butterscotch, that was gonna happen. Bad so, news. Thanks for taking one for the team. <laughs> Then I got halfway Dude. home, like two and a half hours later, and I like burped, and I like burped the flavor of the banana shit. Like two hours yeah. later, and I was like, "Oh!" And texted him. I was like, "Dude, I think I got payback because I almost just puked in my lap in my car." Um, I got to the course last week, and like Alex pulled up same time as me, so like we got paid, and then just like went out, and, like started hitting putts on the putting green because the driving range it opens late on Thursdays, which is dumb, whack for me. Um. And we're playing there tomorrow too, so I'm not going to be getting a range session in before our round. But that's is whatever. it early? Is it another early round? Yeah, seven thirty. Um, beat the heat, dude. That's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah, facts. Um, even when and, it's not hot though, like the early morning tea times are just better. yeah, yeah. Um, and then Owen shows up and he pays for his round and walks out with two Yinglings, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go get two Millers in. <laughs> yeah I've, that's I've how you guys convinced i mean it's 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 like nice to just like casually like sip on one like normally yeah. like if i'm playing and i'm drinking like i'm like it's like an effort you know what i mean right right um but when i'm just like like I, those are the only two that i drank the whole time yeah i mean dude, you know, there's so, the two different ways you drink and play golf is like when you're just like trying to play but like you still want to drink you have like two beers to sip on like very casually but then when it's like you and your boys are there for like either a special occasion or like you're just all there like together for the first time in a while and you're like all right we're drinking drinking it's like if right, i'm drinking we- drinking my goal is to put down which isn't even a lot but like a six pack like yeah like th- five or three six. on the front three on the nine yes dude three and on the back you feeling perfect yeah it's hard it's hard to play golf when you're like heavily drinking as it yeah. is but yeah I need yeah, to get a good round, a good, a good drinking. round with the boys soon. Yeah, facts, dude. Maybe I can see if I can get some of my boys from home. We'll get plan like a Saturday round or something when everybody's not working. Yeah, we're trying to plan something. I think we're waiting for Andy to get moved in and everything, and then I think Dylan might come down from Charlotte, and the Myrtle boys and I will go out. But that'd um, be dope. It's I'm trying to get nice a right union now, game on like, the books. Ooh, there. Yeah, it's coming up to that time of year where it's. They're like almost M- done. MLS. I haven't yeah, been to a MLS game this year, I don't think. Did you see Messi get announced the other day? I did. Did you see his son Megum? No. Yeah, yeah, there's like this one camera angle where he's like walking and he's like waving to the fans and stuff, and his son just like rolling around the ball in the pitch and just puts it through his legs as he's walking around and he turns around <laughs> like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, That's awesome, dude. That is You're awesome, young. Man. You just you just meg the goat in front of everyone and have his like entrance like ho- like welcome to the club he has that messy gene in him dude yeah yeah you know it's just like a little awesome menace about it too is we were always like uh messi and ronaldo never gonna see like that type of level of competition again but we might get that with their their kids dude that would be crazy like you know i know ronaldo has his kid working heavy Oh, dude, I've seen videos of his kid. Like, Ronaldo goes to his games and is, like, he'll be, like, the ball boy on the sideline. Like, there's videos of him, like, chasing the ball into the weeds, like, behind the soccer net at his kids' games. It's like, could you dope. just imagine being a parent there, like, happen to play with Ronaldo's kid and Ronaldo, like, our, one of the goats is just there, like, shagging balls. Like, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Dude. 
Yeah. That's kind of what I want to be. Like, I don't know if I'm, if I'm fit for a coach or if I just want to be like, I think I would. An involved dad that's like, I'm just going to take care of my own and like kind of teach them, like tell them what they should do. Right. Instead of trying to control everybody's kids. Right. I probably will coach if my, if I have a son or a daughter and they play baseball or softball, but I won't coach like if they want to play soccer, I'll probably just be like that. Like baseball, I would love to coach. Like that would be a lot of fun for me, but like soccer, I would rather just be like the fun, supportive dad. Yeah. Like I I wouldn't volunteer to coach, but I would step up to coach for pretty much anything. Yeah. I mean, coaching soccer would also be fun, but. I yeah, feel like I would just soccer, enjoy basketball, baseball. baseball. I could do, I could coach any of those. My well kids want to play basketball. I'm like, listen, I'll I'll whoop you up in some fucking backcourt outside, but I don't know shit about playing <laughs> basketball, so don't come to me. Yeah, I think I would be fine, and like I got I got friends I could lean on if I needed. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Especially like if my friends don't have kids yet, then it's easy. Like yeah. if TJ doesn't have a kid, I could be like, yo, TJ, you want to help me coach my kids' basketball team? And he'd be like, hell yeah, dude, I want to make that kid like a stud at basketball. And I'm like, all right, cool. I hope my and kid. And he teaches, he coaches for a Special Olympics, and his team's always nice. So yeah, I'm sure he could teach my kid. So, like, I, it's always like so cool to see like the season of that come around because I get on Facebook and yeah. see all his like Special Olympic coaching. Or doesn't he ref too? Yeah, he coaches and refs. Yeah, it's cool to see. Like, I never thought like being an ump for like a little league team or my son's little league game would be awesome too. I'll punch that kid out on. Four straight strikes. Four straight strikes. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna give him one, dude. If there's one that's like borderline a strike, I'm like, all right, that's all right, a ball. ball. But like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, you gotta swing at something, brother. The parents are in the stands. <laughs> when are we getting these fucking robo umps? <laughs> <laughs> we can't have humans getting involved, dude. It's so funny. I remember um, one of my stepdad's best friends growing up was like my baseball coach for a while, and him and I were super close. Like he. He was, like, one of my favorite coaches that I've ever had. And uh, this one game in Little League, like, we were short on umps, so he had to ump one of the games. And yeah. he fucking called a strike three on me that was at my neck to end one of my games. And I turned around and just looked at him. And I was like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? And he just, like, kind of gave me that look. And literally an hour later, he was at my house, like, hanging out in the garage, throwing back some beers. And I was like, what the f- Pretty much was like, what the fuck was that? And he was just like, ah, it was right there. And I was like, it was no, it was not. You fucking it was, asshole. It was not right there. That shit was high. It was, it was literally like came through the zone here, dude. And I was like, I backed up, like thinking I had it was a good take. And he just, I hear in my voice to this day, he didn't, he doesn't have like anything. He just goes strike three. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> You're not gonna have my back like that. <laughs> That's Johnny's villain origin story. Yeah, strike Since three. That- it since haunts that, him. <laughs> since that day, I was in the basement, fucking <laughs> swinging off Grinding. the tee and throwing tennis balls into the wall, <laughs> examining a strike zone. Yeah, dude. <laughs> just taking pictures a, all day. I wish I had a VR back then. I could get set up on that app where it's just like you stand in the box against Major League, like Win Reality, I think it's called. Have yeah, you seen yeah. That, that people, like players use, sitting there watching strikes go by. Like, no, mine was still low, blue. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I wish I just looked back and was like, what the fuck, John? Because his name was John. <laughs> and then if he said something, he'd be like, no, no, no. I was talking to myself yeah. for, for yeah, not swinging. For, for not swinging. <laughs> While I death stare him. No, I was talking to myself. Um, Give me a uh, sport to talk about. Um, 
Cricket. Did something? Yo, did something happen with your connection? Can you see me? Yeah. Why? Because I can't see you. Like I, I lost your video. How many fingers am I holding up? I don't know. Because your screen is black. One today. bitch, and guess what? It's the middle one. Oh. <laughs> Got you my. You really can't see me anymore. Yeah. Hold on. Let me try this. I don't know what happened. Oh wait. Now I think maybe now you're you coming can? back. No. Now it's just a black screen. It's not the same when I can't see your face, dude. I'm turning my camera on and off. Um, well, I, I don't know what's going on, dude. Is Man, it just dude. that, like, you don't want to see me? I, I can you don't see, want me you, to see you Wow. You lucky Sorry, dog. I'm, I'm actually just picking my nose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you can uncover your screen now so I can see oh, it when you stop picking it. Dude, actually, speaking of noses, I have a... Uh, I don't know if you ever get them, but I have, like, a pimple, like, right on the bridge of my... Not the bridge of my nose, but right where my nose, can, like, nostril connects to my Flares face. Flares out? Yeah. You ever get those, bro? They hurt so bad. I don't know if I have. Oh, consider yourself lucky. It's like every time I breathe or, like, scrunch my face, I can feel it, and it hurts. But it's, like, one of those that's not ready to get popped yet, you know what I mean? So you just gotta suck it up. Yeah. I don't really... Knock on wood, don't really get too many, like, face pimples. I get a few here and there, but not too many. Yeah, I get, like, I'm good for, like, a few every few weeks for some reason. I think my skin just gets oily in the summer and then Do dries up in the winter. Do you wash your face, like, when you shower and stuff and, like, before bed? We have face wash in the shower that I use. Hmm. Sometimes I'll put, like, like face lotion on before bed just so, I, like, my skin doesn't dry up. But not it's not like an every night thing. Like whenever I shower, I wash my face. But hmm. see, that's I wish the I was thing. better at that. Maggie does it every night, and I'm like, oh, I wish I could just do that. But I'm too lazy. <laughs> Lex does it every night too, but I like never wash my face. Really? Yeah. Your shit doesn't get like oily. Not ri- like if I'm sweating, it's oily, or like if it's hot out, it gets oily. And like I just like rinse it with some water and like you know rub my hands across my face. In the shower? Yeah, like, I just, like, no soap or anything, but I'll just, like, you know, like, kind of, like, wipe my face. And, like, it's not, my face isn't oily, like, it's not dry. It's probably your, yeah, it's probably just your skin type then, because not everybody needs to, you know? I generally, like, don't get pimples on my face. Yeah, that means you you have a good balance. I think I'm just built different. Your skin's just fucking pure titanium? I think it's because I, like, I don't wash it, so, like, I don't wash it so it doesn't get dry. And since it doesn't but get dry, I don't some, need to lotion it. And since I don't lotion it, your, I don't break out. It depends on your skin type. Some some face washes are meant for like oily faces, and some are meant for dry faces. Like mine in the mm. winter is super dry, so I have to use a face wash that like keeps me moisturized. And in the summer, it gets oily because I sweat a lot, and I have to use like a one that kind of dries me out a little bit more. Interesting. I, I Maggie told me that I didn't I didn't realize that's how it worked. I just but have shampoo, sense. beard wash, and body wash. Beard wash is nice. I uh, oh, you're Maggie back. I can me... see your picture again. Hey, oh, let's go, dude. Beard wash, bring us back. Yeah, the whoever's, beard wash is nice. Whoever's watching our our FBI agent watching our podcast right now is like, all right, they're talking about beard wash. I can turn Johnny back on. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to I had to like intervene a little bit. You guys were getting a little too comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um, but beard wash is nice, dude. It like. I don't know about you, but sometimes my beard gets super, like, dry and itchy. Not, like, the hairs itself, but the skin underneath my beard. And that, yeah. like, the beard wash helps a lot. Yeah. 
Especially when my shit gets longer. Emery was up here. He was over. He was came. Him and Jess came to say hey to the kid. Um, and it's funny. I was gonna shave that morning, and then I was like, Nah, like I'm gonna keep the beard like through summer and just let it grow. And then like when I go back to work, I'm gonna like go back to like a regular person beard and like become a professional at work and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and Emery was like, so what, what are you doing with this beard? You're just going to let it grow. You're going to cut this thing. <laughs> I was like, it's funny you say that. Cause I was gonna, I was gonna cut it today. <laughs> Decided against it. Yeah. My beard, my beard gets to a point where it like, I don't know if it's the way I shave like my neck underneath it. Cause I'll, I'll like keep it like grown onto my chin but when it gets to my neck like i that's where i shave it but yep. if i just let it go and let it get long dude it kind of just like it doesn't grow out it grows down so it gets to like here sometimes and i just look like i have a fucking like minecraft block as a head i get that when i get to that i mean point, that's kind of like, how right. mine is like mine mostly just goes down from my jaw it just like puffs out a little bit a lot of dude a lot of guys with facial hair have that like you know what i mean like it's it's kind of I want, it's probably the way like of your jawline or the way you're like skull is built yeah but like, yeah that makes sense mine just i like my beard i think it's like nice long. but i'm but like i can't really have like a bigger beard like this in like a professional world i feel like i feel right. unprofessional with it yeah so i get that way too i've been doing the um where i disconnect here and i just have like the stash and then the beard i kind of like that look but it's kind of a bitch to maintain because i like constantly have to shave like in here and stuff yeah i'm just gonna take like a four yeah to my shits and be all right that's good i'll keep Green. it there I, i'm thinking about getting i was actually telling emory this i'm thinking about getting that uh manscape lawnmower 4.0 package because i get so many ads for it on the podcast i listen to and also like the one i have now is from like freshman year of college so i've just had it for so long yeah i've had mine for a while too but i mean i don't need to upgrade so i'm not gonna i just was like nothing feels better than a clean a good clean shave and shower it's like when you come out and like you, your face just feels fresh, and I'm like, I could ha- I I could upgrade this experience immensely if I get like the nice shit. Like I want to get like a nice razor. I want to get one of those um, was it like straight razors? Straight razors, yeah. Those are tough. That, I don't think I have a steady steady enough hand. They're tough, but like I feel like I could learn how to do it with like a five minute YouTube video, and like those shaves always feel so much better than. Like yeah. just a regular like three blade. Yeah. And like I don't want to pay barber prices to get that done all the time. Right. There's like a guard you can put to like line yourself up and then just fucking Yeah, I usually just use like a comb. Like I'll do I'll do a comb from like my earlobe to my lip. And then that kind of like makes like a straight line. Yeah, that's smart. I always kind of just kinda, use my finger, but I just it's, eye it's it up, too. honestly, for the most part. Yeah. That's the other thing. The electric one I have, like only gets my hair down to like a certain amount so i still have to use like a razor to cut it yeah yeah i do too i think everybody does but i feel like getting a nicer one i can get it down to like finer finer line yeah yeah well that's the difference between like a buzzer and a trimmer right like right the buzzer is made for like longer hairs and like bigger like parts of hair but the trimmer is made for like smaller finer spots and like edges and things like that right so manscaped i mean if you want to advertise this you want us to advertise on this podcast i mean we've got a little bit of a following could use yeah. an ad. Yeah, we'll throw out a Manscaped ad. I've heard no I've heard nothing but great things about Manscaped, dude. If you guys want to sling us some free shit. 
I really haven't heard anything. <laughs> no, me neither. I've heard their ads. That's for damn sure. I've, yeah, yeah, I've heard their ads, but I haven't <laughs> actually talked to anybody ever about Manscaped. That use Manscaped, yeah. Like, there's a if, if Manscaped is a niche. Like, there's a type of guy who knows what Manscaped is. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. you, if you put a random group of fifty guys our age in front of me, I feel like I could pick out of that line. I could. I feel like I could go down that line and pick out each one that knows. Just based on their looks. Like, I could judge you and be like, you know what Manscaped is. What if I wear my hats like this? If you wore your hats like that and had no beard, I probably wouldn't think you knew what Manscaped was. Alright, let's put it together. I'm going to wear a disguise. And you're, well, I know your face. I know you could be fucking. Oh, shit. I'm going to have half of a beard. I'm going to cut it right down the middle. That's not going to matter, bro. You could have face paint on and I would still know who you are. That's a good point. (laughs) <laughs> you know my face that well? That's yeah, that's skewed fucking science, dude. I think that if I shaved my beard off, you wouldn't recognize me. I've seen you with no beard. Yeah, but like barely. Uh, barely you were double but taken I've, I've, the whole time. Yeah, but at this point <laughs> I've known you for almost like ten years and it's like I, I just know like I could tell who you are just based off of like the structure of your body. Yeah, just that's internal fair. clues, you know what I mean? Like what if I dyed I'm, my beard black? If you dyed your beard black and your eyebrows black, because like if you had a black beard with the eyebrows you have now, I would think like yeah, I wouldn't want to see you running at me at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen the picture of Ellen on Twitter where she's like playing pickleball and she has her paddle up like this and she's like, yeah, 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 all there's enthusiastic. This- yeah, there's this tweet that quoted. It was like, imagine seeing this running full speed at you at night. <laughs> like, no, thanks. Dude, no, I'm good. <laughs> oh, man. What was... I know we, we talk about this a lot on the podcast, but since, like, the lottery's at a billion dollars right now. Yeah. What what would be the first thing you do if you found out you won? Like Buy land, build a house, and a barn. Where where would you buy your land? Great question, Johnny. Um, I don't know. Would it be in the United States? I don't know. Would it? How how much land would you buy? As much as you can, or would you just get like a suitable like ten acres? <laughs> Um, I won the lottery. I got, I won a billion dollars, dude. Um, yeah, but like you gotta keep you like if you buy fucking like miles of land, like. Okay, I was thinking like, hundred acres. Yeah, that's at probably, the most. Yeah, yeah. At the least, probably like twenty five. So you're buying a like, fat which is way land. more than enough. Like that's like yeah. I don't need twenty five acres, but just like some fuck around, like fuck you land. You know, like instead of like fuck you money, I got fuck you land. I got acres to give. <laughs> Dude, you check um, your bank account and it just says acres instead of dollars. But I'd also like like uh, a house like in the Appalachian Mountains, like maybe in Tennessee or something like that. Yeah, that would be cool. That's probably where I would go. I'd probably buy some land like out west, like Midwest or Northwest. Yeah, I would think like like Montana. I like I've got this. This big crush on Montana lately. Or what about Utah? I've been considering Utah. I could do Utah. But the problem over there is water because 
in Utah? Just like generally, like there's a lot of states that take that use like the Colorado River. It's called the Colorado Water Basin, and it, it like provides all the water to like a bunch of states over there. And it's like running low. Yeah, Arizona's gonna be fucked like within yep. twenty years, aren't they? Yeah. Um, they paused all building because they, they don't have enough water. And that's what I was saying the entire time Lex and I were there. I was like, I kept saying like, how irresponsible of them to build a huge fucking city in the middle of a desert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at Saudi Arabia though. Like those countries. I don't know where they get their they water from it, either. They figured it out. Yeah. It is wild to think about like out of all the ecosystems you could pick, like Water's the one thing you need. <laughs> Why are the you most. living out in the middle of a sand desert? And, like, you just need so much of it, especially when you're a whole city. Like, just, like, the water that you need just for, like, sewage alone. Yeah. Unreal. It's a fuck ton. Yeah. There's gotta be, like, a way so we can make, like, pipelines that go from the ocean underground all over. Like, giant fucking pipelines. Yeah, but all the way to Arizona. the water on its way. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Gravity, dude. They can figure it out. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I hope they can figure something out. I mean, if they can make a full pipe from the ocean to Arizona somehow, one, that's going to take like 100 years to make, I feel like. But two, it's not like we're going to run out of ocean unless like we get hit by like a disaster, like a extinction, mass extinction. Well, it might be on its way. If anything, we're getting more water because the ice caps are melting. That's fair. But the ocean's also evaporating. But then it's like, if it evaporates, it should just rain, right? And then we should just have more water. Yeah, but doesn't rain come from the oceans? Yeah. But then it ends up in so like rivers not, and lakes and water systems. You're not getting more water, you're just using the same water. You're just right? moving it around. But isn't that the whole thing? Like, we're never going to, you can't create or destroy water. You just change its form and move it around. Yeah. Right? Like, even if I drink the water, I'm going to either piss or shit it out, and then it's going to go back into our system. Yeah, you can't get rid of water, technically. It just goes somewhere else. Because even if you, like, when you burn water, it turns into steam, goes into the air, and then eventually turns into rain. Right. Never thought of that, dude. And they or like when can't... you cook crystal meth and you turn it into a, like you know a liquid and then you inject it into yourself and then you pee it out. <laughs> yeah, like there's no escaping this scenario. When That's you're what cooking, I'm saying. you're cooking crystal meth and the water vapor that is created from cooking it goes into the air and turns into the rain. That's where we get acid rain from. <laughs> yeah, acid rain. That's exactly <laughs> it. Let's not blame the giant corporations that are polluting our air. Let's let's blame the meth addicts that are cooking it. <laughs> That's honestly, that's probably, they're a good scapegoat. <laughs> yeah, for the companies. No, dude, it's not us, it's the meth heads. It couldn't um, be me. I had a question. Oh, what are your thoughts on Antarctica? What about it? Do you think there's some, like, freaky shit going on there, and that's why it's, like, so unexplored? And, like, have you heard those theories where apparently that's where, like, the aliens live on our planet and all this st- nonsense because, like, we're not allowed to explore there and you can't really explore there anyway. I don't know. You don't, you don't, you're not, I think there's certainly some, there's definitely some funny business going around. Yeah, sure. You know what? I'm on board. If Apparently, there's a conspiracy, there's a, I'm on board. 
there's <laughs> there's that's kind of where i'm at these days dude like so many of them have been proven to be true like all right i'm on board yeah yeah i can get behind it dude there's uh this one where it's apparently where like the nazis were working on like technology and stuff during world war ii mm-hmm. they had a base there that they would obviously like, in antarctica? fly to and in, in antarctica because obviously like you can't explore there and like there's nothing ever there so it's like the perfect place to hide there's nobody checking for you is hitler there he, no i think he's dead oh <laughs> dude oh my god we were playing i was at a sand shot on like the third or fourth hole and i what a transition up my first shot. i dude this is just makes sense it connects i had a sand shot on my on like a third or fourth hole fucking chunked my first one and it landed right back in the bunker and then i got yeah. out and austin just looks at me and goes adolf hitler two shots in the bunker <laughs> I, was like, dude. I was like bro that is amazing i'm stealing that that's unreal. He's like, he's like, yeah, don't think I made that up originally. Like, I definitely stole that, but it's a good one. I was like, yeah, that one's fucked. That's good. Adolf when Hitler, I played Valley Brook two bunker. weeks ago, I was in the bunker. And the bunker, you know when, like, the bunker looks hard? So, like, it looks like you don't have to, like, you're not going to, like, dig as much. You're going to hit it a little bit cleaner because it looks like it's, like, packed down. Yeah. That was how it looked. But it was actually just real wet. So, like, Let's see now when I... When I swung, it just, like, didn't go fucking anywhere. It didn't make it out of the bunker. And I was like, fuck. When you're hitting out of wet sand, dude, you're either picking it clean and hitting it 150 yards over the green. Or it's or staying in that same bunker. You're not hitting your ball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm hoping yeah. I can stay out of bunkers tomorrow. Me, dude, me too. When I'm in a sand bunker, I know there's, like, a 5% chance I'm getting out and onto the green in one shot. Yeah. Like, like if I'm in the bunker, I'm like, all right, I'm already looking forward to the next hole. <laughs> Unless it's, like, really fluffy and not, like, a super high bunker, I'm like, all right, I can at least get this out. Like, fluffy sand is so much easier to hit out of than, like, how you said, where it's wet or sometimes it's just, like, super packed, packed down. That shit's impossible, dude. Dookie. Um, um, speaking of golf, yeah. go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's what I think is going down in Antarctica these days, in case anyone was wondering. Wondering about Antarctica? Yeah. This past weekend, Rory won the Rory McIlroy won the Scottish Open. It was his first win in Scotland, which is like the OG birthplace, birthplace of golf. Is he from Scotland? He's from the UK, I think. Oh, uh, but not might... from Scotland. I don't think so. Um, That's pretty cool. I didn't even know that was going on. He had a birdie on 18. So, because it's Scotland, they play super early. So, I've been waking up early to feed the kids. So, I've like, been able to, like, watch it. Right. Um, and he was tied going into 18 with uh, this kid, Rob McIntyre, who's shot, I think, like, minus eight on Sunday to, like, go from, I think, like, fifth up to, like, tied for first. He had a crazy birdie on 18, too. Um, he was – his first – his drive was, like – not out of bounds, but in the rough, which was like thick fescue. And yeah. he just like crushed it with a three wood and dropped within like 10 feet of the hole and dropped the birdie, maybe within 15 feet. It was like long, but not too long. Um, Damn. And then Rory, his second shot was 202 out and 15 mile an hour wind in his face and like on the rough. And I, and he was hitting with an iron and I was like, what the fuck? And he just, he kept it so low, like a stinger. Like, there was no apex on this thing. Right. And it just, dude, dropped it within 15 feet, sunk a birdie putt to win the whole thing. Damn. That's yeah. the difference right there, dude. Like, 
the fact that he's taking an iron out of that, bro, is crazy. Yeah. He he had a good tournament. I think he shot minus 15 overall. Damn, isn't there there's like a pretty big tournament this weekend, just like starting tomorrow, right? Yeah, the Open in England. Ooh, that's going to be on the television all yep. day. Yep. Um it's like and the then best also, part about a Thursday in the summer, dude. Especially yeah. when you work from home. Yeah. I'm going to be golfing, so I won't have it on. But I'll yeah, be thinking I mean, of you. You'll be you'll be back home in time to catch some yeah. of it. Well, if it's on early, I'll probably like I'll probably wake up at like five ish, put it on the TV, feed the kid, and then hang out and then dip at like six thirty. Yeah, my tea time's at like seven forty five this weekend, so I gotta leave the house at like five thirty. Yeah. Six thirty. I honestly don't even have to leave by six thirty. It could take me like a half hour to get there. I'm teeing off at seven thirty. Yeah, that's not bad. But I like to get there and like you know, Just relax a little bit, dude. Hit some pits, hit some putts. I might hit do a little pits. bit of chipping. <laughs> I might do a little <laughs> bit of chipping. I was I chipped yesterday at the range. I didn't putt yesterday, but I chipped yesterday at the range, and I was like, I feel a lot better now with my like fifty eight degree like Your around approach. the green. Yeah, feeling I'm feeling much more comfortable. That's that. always an important like I, I I try and do that every round even if I don't hit the range like come over at the putting green take like three or four balls with me and get some putts in and then I'll back it up and take my fifty six or my uh, sixty out and just kind of like get that yeah. dial a little bit but I got the new fifty two as well I hit that a couple times How's so it feel? clean dude it feels yeah. good I thought I was gonna have a black shaft because the shaft that I got was called AMT black but it's not it's chrome chrome dome but i have is it one of those okay. ones so my 52 when I, I got it two christmases ago and after like two rounds the grooves on it were rusted and i was sitting there trying to like rust like fucking scratch off so i'm like dude this club's brand new why is it already rusted like i don't yeah. i didn't leave my clubs out in the rain or anything and um so i was playing with my dad like a few months ago and i was like it was, this was probably like almost a year ago and i was like why is my like do you know why this would be rusted? And he was like, oh, yeah, some of them are, like, meant to do that. Like, it's, that happens on purpose. Like, apparently there's a n- number or a letter, like, in the name of the club that makes it so it's, like, a metal that turns rusted like that. And it's supposed to, like, soften the face of your club a little bit, but it, like, keeps your grooves, like, straight. Mm. Your, your grooves yeah, they have fucked. so many different grinds. Right. And I um, was like, like, that's why I was like, confused. My Callaway is a Mac Daddy, and that one's an X grind. And for, you could pretty much get any grind for any club, and I honestly don't really know the differences. Um, but this one that I got, the 52, is um, a Vokey SM9. That's uh, an F grind. Well, like, I could have gotten a W or an X or an S, right. but I don't know the differences. And I'm not, I'm not good enough for the differences to matter, and the F grind is, like, the most generic one. Right. Well, give it a few rounds, and if it starts to rust, then you know why. We'll see, dude. It's it's so I've got like a black club head and it has like a matte finish to it, dude. It's it's clean. That's clean. I love those and like, like matte matte clubs. I've the whole thing is just few. like all black too. Like the like it says like fifty two, not the shaft. The shaft's chrome, but like on the club where it says like fifty two, it's just like plain like indented. Like it's not like written in any color. Or anything. Right, it's just right. indented fifty two twelve f because it has a twelve degree loft and it's an f grind. How did you dial in like your yardage for that club? How are you hitting it? No, but I'm probably going to play. It's so, like my pitching wedge. I hit like 110 plus and my 58. I hit like 80 or less. Right. So anything like 80 to 100 
is 52. Makes sense. That even yeah. might that your fifty two might be a nice like bump and run club too. Like if you're yeah, it could just be. off of a putt, but like want to get it up close. Like you say, you have a back pin. Like I always go, my fifty six is always like my chip on club. But if I need to like bump and run, I always go my pitching wedge or my fifty two, depending on the lot. Yeah, I usually whatever. use the pitching wedge, but I might go fifty two now, just because like having a degree wedge is a little more classy in that situation. Yeah, that you can get a little bit more on it with your swing, and you'll get more loft if you hit it clean. Instead, yeah. like if you don't hit it clean with your pitching wedge, like sometimes like I find myself clearing clearing the hole and like now I have like a thirty foot putt, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I'm excited for tomorrow. I wish I could like play golf legitimately every day. If I can go every get around in every day, that'd be awesome. Yeah, dude. But that's, that's unrealistic. I could start every single day at like seven AM, like to start my day that way by playing eighteen holes. Like that's the perfect start to the day for me, dude. I'd even like, do 6 a.m. If you're like, all right, start your round at 6 a.m., done by 10. Most most uh, courses aren't open at 6 a.m., though. That's the no, they're not because it's too dark and too dewy. Yeah, got to cut the holes and shit. But, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to play, dude. I'm, I'm glad that I'm back in a cadence or I have the time to be in a cadence of where I'm playing once a week again because it's like, all right, a few months ago I would play once and be like, I don't know when I'm going to be able to play again, and I can't build off of like anything I wanted to work on today. Exactly. Yeah, I'm pretty much playing once a week, which I'll take. I'd like if I could do twice a week, that'd be cool. Or once a week in a range session, I'm fine with that too. Yeah, that's. I need to start getting to the range more. I need to like maybe I'll just start dedicating like my Monday nights. Like, all right, it's Monday, but I'll get my work done for the day and then hit the range before dinner. That's a good idea. Yeah, and just then you just swing. go, dude. Get a bucket of balls. Hit a bucket of balls. Do some chipping. Do some putting. Yep, and then. It's nice because I usually play Saturdays, so it's only two days in between my game, my round, and then my range session, yeah. and then I have, like, four or five days to sit on it until I play again. Yep, yep. Yeah, I went to the range yesterday, so I went Tuesday, and then I'm playing Thursday, so I feel like that's good. Yeah. It's crazy the consistency it takes to, uh, to be like good at golf. at golf. Yeah, it's funny because yeah. last, so last round when I shot my 90, Austin shot his best round, and he hit 100. It was like a legit one because he's on 18 birdies now. So that's how he was keeping yeah. score. Yeah. And uh, he's definitely got like the golf fever now. It's so funny to see because he's like, dude, he was low-key throwing darts last weekend. Like his shot, shit. some of his shots from like 115, 120 yards out, he was like hitting the green, putting putting a few like 10 feet from the hole. And he was like, it was those shots where he hit him. And he was just like, I could see it. Jake and I both were like, he's got the bug. Cause he was one of the first yeah. ones this morning to be like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in for this week's round. Yep. <laughs> Which he's, he was never how like could that you before. Not, like, it's, it's just like, like, so after last week, I was like, I'm right there. Like I'm close. Like now, like after last week, even though I shot a 96, I was like, my swing's a lot better. It's a lot more consistent. Like I feel, I just feel like more confident in my swing and like I now I know that like nineties on the table. Like now I feel like Right. I'm still six strokes away, but like I felt a lot better. You and you can start to see where like the strokes are that you can take off. Like sometimes you're like, dude, like like my round I had the first five holes I hit in green in regulation, but like I left some of my putt short and some of them were like long putts. I was like, dude, yeah. if I can just take like three or four of those and turn them into like getting a stroke back i'm like easily breaking 90 like i could have shot like an 85 last week if i had just like had my putter going a little bit more everything yeah. else is working fine i would love to hit more greens in regulation 
get that up. I think like that's honestly, if I can get hit more greens in regulation, that would be amazing. Because you can do that, dude, and then start building on your putting. You're like, okay, now I know. My putting is decent. Like, I try – my goal for every round is to not three-putt. Not – yeah, same. I have – I my my goals for rounds have started to progress. At my first goal ever was like, all right, you know what? I don't want a three-putt in a round ever. That's my goal. Every putt, I want a two-putt. Like, you know, depending on how far I am, maybe that means, like, I hit, you know, a lag putt, just try to get myself close um, if I need to. But, like, that's my goal is don't three-putt. And then I was like, okay. You know what? I don't want any eights on my scorecard. Yeah. Sevens and less on every hole. Um, and then I was like, and it's like, okay, no more triple bogeys, which I mean, I still get triple bogeys sometimes. I mean, and I still get eights and I still three putt, but then it was like, all right, like, you know, now I want one birdie. Just give me one birdie in a round. Like, and I'll be happy with that. And you know, I, I mean, I hit, I got my birdie on 18 last, right. last week. So By the skin of his teeth. <laughs> Yeah, barely, just barely. But I mean, yeah, it's like, but, but but just like having those goals and like for me having it be like, okay, like I really just want to get one birdie. Now it's like, even if I shit the bed the rest of the match, I have a chance for a birdie on every hole. Yeah. And dude, setting so those like, goals for you kind of like takes your mind off of like your actual like yeah. hole to hole score. So you're like, all right, I'm like, that's what that's like the one thing I love on 18 birdies is they set like, you know, you know, I can set a goal where it's like a scoring goal where it's like, all right, I want to break 90. And it gives you like three things you have to do in order to break 90. Like mine is like five pars, five green and regulations and um, something or something fairways hit. I think it's like seven fairways hit out of the 18 holes. And it's like point in, put in your score and it like adds to those goals. I'm like. I was through five holes last round and I'm, I've already hit my green and regulation goal. Like, all right, dope. I don't have to think about that anymore. I can just focus on like these two that I need to do and not focus on like how I'm swinging or like how this one specific hole went. Like if I hit those goals and my score at the end is going to be kind of in the same area of what I'm expecting. I'm going to be honest, dude. I can't hear anything that you're saying because my AirPods died and I don't know how to get my, uh, <laughs> Get my sound to come out of my speakers. It's all right. I uh, I just gave everyone a, a breakdown on how to be Tiger Woods of the uh, golfer who sh- who shoots ninety. <laughs> we took a quick halftime. Um, coach really really talked talked to me. I got some good. Uh, thoughts going through my mind right now, ready to leg it out for the second half. Did you see his eagle? <laughs> yeah, dude. That and a, like a like an, a legit eagle too, where he had a crazy fucking putt, dude. It's I, how is he so good at everything? I don't get it. His physical makeup, he's just built different. He's got the hand-eye coordination of Jesus himself. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, no shot. Yeah, yeah, he's good for like a scratch golfer. He's not. He he's let's chill out on the. He could go pro <laughs> for sure. Better than, better better than most people I know. Um, 
Yeah, I think we fit up. Yeah, let's talk some footy, dude. Quick footy sesh. Love that for him. Um, no, I'm just glad he's going to have like uh, an ability to start every game if he can stay healthy, and hopefully that just builds him up for the next World Cup. So, yeah, he has like, but he needs to be like the guy next next World Cup. Like, this is his gonna this is gonna be I think his prime World Cup, his next one. It's it's gonna be our best. Yeah, I think that should be like the lowest expectation for us going into this next World Cup. Is all right, like we have the talent. We know it's not like all right. We're still you like we're taking the step from where the U.S. soccer team like maybe we'll squeak out of the group stage to all right well we need yeah yes make the semifinals dude and i don't think anybody can complain like at all we all we we did just get tossed in the gold cup but at the same time that's like our c team so who cares Really? My man is bouncing around, huh? Good for him. Hopefully uh, he's going to be a big part of that World Cup team too. Sometimes that's what you need though, dude. Like, Yeah. Most right, right. I feel like, yeah, you. I feel like they gotta let him go at some. Like it has to happen this year. No. Yeah, which I mean I don't blame them for. Like he's got the stats to back it up, but at the same time you can't overspend for him because who knows he could be on the decline. Right. The same league that Ronaldo's in. Did you see what he was saying about that league the other day? He was like, obviously it's going to take a few years. And I kind of agreed with him. Like people get mad at like Saudi teams, just throwing money at players. But it's like, at the same time, if they're going to do that, at least they're trying to make their league like entertaining for people. Like give it a few years. They're going to get more players that are like a little bit on their decline, but also like studs um, in their league. And it's going to be exciting football. So you can't really get mad at them for that, but. Really? I didn't know he was managing over in Saudi Arabia. That's kind of cool.
I'll probably throw that on. Or I might just wait until the group stage is over and then watch. I don't really care about watching us. Yeah, I don't want to watch us beat Vietnam like 7 nothing. That's going to be boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. The uh the last World Cup, the games came on at the perfect time, dude. Two o'clock. Such a it was just like watching Champions League. Especially for a World Cup that we can't go to. Like when it, when the World Cup is here and we go to games, it's gonna be dope because it's gonna be like seven PM like night game. You get rowdy for. Okay. Okay. I kind of like that for Boston. Yeah. It's not like Grayson Allen like punching and tripping people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no no jaw for like 50 games though. It's 15. Are you sure? I could have sworn it was like 50 games, like at least. Might be 30. 25. I mean, that's still more than a quarter of the season. Yeah. Right. He big part of it though. I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> Seth and Kyrie, yeah. Doesn't seem like they have a plan. <laughs> yeah. I think their approach might be win every game like 130 to 125. <laughs> it has to be. Right. Kind of gives me Yankees vibes, dude. Good. Come to New York. <laughs> oh man you think he's getting tired of the bullshit 
Not even the bullshit, just like the disappointment. Yeah. And JoJo has been through like the playoff ringer, dude. Like he's gotten so close, like with that whole Kawhi shit, with that shot going in. Like he's been him watching him win a ring. If it happens, it's gonna be one of the best things ever. Like he's gonna he's gonna be so grateful, dude. The whole the whole beginning, like his his whole his whole thing is built on like trusting the process, dude. And like when that process finally like fucking comes to fruition. Yeah. He's going to... What? So if he does go to a different team, what team would be the hardest for you to watch him win a ring with? Boston? Yeah, that's got to be. I feel like most Sixers fans answer to that. Yeah, but I feel like that rivalry is not like there hasn't been like a huge Philly. In... Oh, true. Yeah, personal pick. Yeah, if Joel Embiid comes to the Knicks and brings them out of the fucking dirt like that. That would hurt if I were you. I mean, I would love it. <laughs> Yeah, that would be tough. Um, Something that the Knicks did that kind of sucked was they traded Obi Toppin. And I was like, uh, like I he was one of the players I was I was excited to see, like, fulfill his, like, potential. Yeah, like with us, that would have been nice. My man's got, he's one of the craziest dunkers I've seen in a, a long time, dude. Like, my man can throw fucking down. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. We lost Derrick Rose. Where's he? He's in Detroit. Not Detroit. Where did he go? Minnesota? Memphis. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Memphis might be a scary team next year, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, literally. That's all it takes. Some discipline and... You got the you got the talent. You just need to fucking chill out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They could be a problem. Although Chris Paul, the last like five years, hasn't done shit for me. When I see his name, I'm like, all right, like yeah, it's Chris Paul, but like, yeah, yeah, Chris Paul off the bench might be, yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah, that's true. Didn't think about it like that. I feel like that's I feel like that's good for them though. I didn't didn't he cause a bunch of drama or wasn't there like drama between him and Draymond? Yeah. I just I always remember seeing him in like the news for like not all the right reasons and not saying it's his fault, but Separating those two is probably for the best. Had to choose.
It's exciting for him. Oh, Bo Mamba. He's been shouted out on this podcast. <laughs> How do you feel about Pat Bev? Yeah. Him and Roan are going to have some... They have a podcast together, so those episodes are going to go sick. Sicko mode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He is a rapscallion. <laughs> it's a perfect word. <laughs> NKD. Yeah, we'll see. I feel like the Suns might have peaked, but you you never know. You have Devin Booker and KD. You could you could do some damage. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Memphis stays out of the titty bar. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's been, I feel like it's been other, outside of that, like pretty quiet on the NBA front. Two of them, dude. And, like, a bunch of unreleased beats and stuff. And, yeah, I, I, I know you saw, but I had, like, some beef with him about it on Twitter. And I was like, this is dumb, dude. Like, I'm coming from somebody who's been supporting you from, like, for almost 10 years now. It's like, dude, I've bought so much of your merch. I've done, like, I've gone to, like, four shows, the vinyls. I even paid for his Twitch. Stuff. Like, he was on Twitch for a while where he would stream video games, obviously. And, like sometimes it wouldn't be video games it'd be him making beats or something but i was like this is dope like i'll pay five dollars a month to like access this you know what i mean but then he just did it for like a month and hasn't done it since and it's like now you're putting like you went independent sold your discography for like eight figures now you're putting all this like content and music behind a paywall like that's it's just not right to me dude kind of goes against like everything he stands for too which i'm like a little hypocritical dude Right. Oh, well, that's... Yeah, dude. Because that was him, like, at at their age. Yeah. The people that fuck with you enough to be in your Discord. Yeah, dude. And that's the whole, that was my whole thing. And it was like, I, for somebody my age, like, I make enough money to where I can't afford $10 a month to be in this Discord. But it's the principle that, like, you already have, like, so much money. Like, if 
a fucking platinum selling artist, dude. Like you don't need the ten dollars a month from like your diehard fans, which is a hundred and twenty dollars a year. Not it's not like that's like a fucking one month car insurance payment, dude. Yeah, that's like not a cheap amount of like a little amount of money to a lot of people. And I was like, and it's just the fact that like you know, you just don't need it. Like you don't need that. Like that's not going to be funding your next tour. Like you're not going to make that much money off of it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And the thing with still not going to do it. And the thing with logic discord is, is like, what if it's the same as this Twitch where he's in it for a month and it just goes ghost. And it's like, all right, well paid for this for an... Right. And then he replied, I guess he put out a statement to like the people that kind of had the same opinion I did. And he was just like, I get it, but there's going to be like free giveaways and free merch giveaways and like Q and A's and, um, he's like basically just like maybe it'll motivate someone to go out and mow a lawn, blah blah blah. And he was like ten dollars today is like five dollars of what fit what it was fifteen years ago. And I was like, dude, this is just like the most tone deaf response. Like nobody's bitching about it because of the amount. Like people are bitching about it because it's like the fact that you're pretty much gatekeeping this stuff from the people that would actually fuck with you the most. Right, right. And on, on top of that, it's not like we're trying to get it for free. Like we pay a lot of people pay for Apple music or Spotify premium so that they can listen to their favorite artist music. Right. It's not like I'm not exactly dude. And it's like, every time I listen to one of your songs on Apple music, you're getting paid for it. Like, how is that not good enough? Yeah, dude. Like my fucking yearly recap playlist every year, like 80% logic music, just because that's what I go back to the most. Super frustrating, dude. I'm just waiting for somebody to leak his Discord music on YouTube. I'm just going to listen to it that way. I was like, fuck, you want to be a fuck? I'll be a fuck. Right. But. What do you what are your thoughts on the overall like running back market right now situation? Fucked. Right. entire career dude or their prime at least yeah it's going down yeah that's pretty fucked Because they know the QB is going to have more longevity. That's why.
I see that on both sides, though, dude, because at that point, it's like, all right, you're a organization that has billions of dollars. You can't pay one of your star players an extra $3 million a year. But then for Saquon, it's like, all right, dude, what's the difference between $3 million? Like, if it, if I'm in that position and somebody offers me $19 million a year, I'm not going to be, like, super stubborn about an extra two and a half, three million. Right. Yeah. Do you, if he holds out and doesn't play, takes a year off, where do you think he ends up? What do you think would be a good fit for him? Even if he doesn't play this year? How long do, how long do they have for that? Like, you can't just wait that out? Isn't that what Le'Veon Bell did? But did you see he came out the other day and was like, yeah, that was a mistake. He's like, I wish I didn't do that. Uh Uh-oh. Not do that? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, get. I would I would do that in a heartbeat. I'm excited. I'm pretty excited to see our whole running back tandem, especially with Jalen at, at the helm. But um, yeah, I would take Saquon as like our workhorse, and yeah. Do you? Do you want to go over our uh, QB list? Okay. Yeah, that's just the type of impact that he brings to the table, dude. Obviously... Why would you not want to pay Saquon? (laughs) Yeah. Unless they make a trade, but there's nobody really available. That's true. They're pretty much in the same boat. If anything, Dalvin's older than him, right? Could you imagine if he did that after they traded for Dalvin Cook just to say, fuck you? (laughs) Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But it's for two players. (laughs) Yeah. That gets them both, like, some rest, too, other than, like, outside of if they were just, like, a workhorse back. So maybe him and Dalvin are scheming together. 
sign sign Dalvin in Miami and just have A-Chain run behind him for a year. Like, that doesn't sound like a terrible... Yeah, just keep one of them. That would be scary. That would be really scary. Damn, I do... Would you trade Rashad Penny and um, DeAndre Swift for Dalvin? Like, if would you not trade, but like, would you personally like have preferred if we didn't sign them or yeah, didn't trade for them and take Dalvin Cook? Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't had that breakout year yet. Yeah. Right. You know, Dalvin Cook's got that in the tank. No, it's not not a pressing matter. Yeah, right. We're not going to rely heavily on Dalvin Cook if we were to sign him. That's crazy. Yeah, his his. No, dude, his his year last year was awesome. That'll be interesting to see how how everything plays out. Because it's coming up fast, dude. I mean, we're almost into August. Yeah, let's do it. How do you want to do it? Yeah, I feel like number one is pretty across the board. I have Mahomes, yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's pretty similar to what I got. I just have it in like slightly different order. I have Mahomes, Burrow, Hertz, Allen, Herbert. Um, I I it was tough for for me to put Josh Allen at 4. Like I could I could easily slot him in at 2, but I feel like I just feel like he throws too many interceptions and sometimes like a little sloppy in the air. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think Burrow also Burrow and Ertz like I put Burrow over Hertz because I think he's proved himself like more so than than Hertz has, but I feel like Hertz's upside is higher than Joe Burrow's just because of his his run game. Get, right, his track record is not what Burrow's is.
6 through 10, I have Trevor Lawrence, Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, and then Justin Fields. I I was teetering between Matt Stafford and Justin Fields as my 10 spot. But I, I just decided to go with Justin Fields. Yeah, I think he really hasn't had the weapons at wide receiver, though. And I think now that he's kind of got, like, another year under his belt, um, he's going to have a few more pieces to work with. I, I feel like... I was kind of surprised you put Dak in there. I think he's like a top 15 quarterback, but I think he's kind of proven to a lot like consistently that he doesn't really have like the clutch factor as in like finishing games off or dude. And this might be, so this might be recency bias too, but I watched, I started watching that show quarterback on Netflix when with Kirk in it. And it has really, yeah, I think I've seen the first two and a half, three episodes, but it's really opened my eyes to, like, how slept on Kirk Cousins is. Um, he's just been, like, dude, he's been, like, that fringe top ten guy for so long, dude. And I... Yeah, he's not he's not going to blow you out of the water, but he's not going to also have a bunch of fucking, like, duds. Like, he'll have one here and there, but, you know, it's like you pretty much know what you're getting out of him every game. Right. Yeah, he has. Right, right. And I think, like, that goes overlooked more so than it does because of just because of, like, kind of how boring he is. Like, he plays boring brand of football. Um, I think he's a better Dak Prescott is how I view Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Yeah, dude, he's higher than that. Who do you, who do you have ahead of him? Got Daniel Jones ahead of Kirk. Yeah, that, I mean, Deshaun, I would have put Deshaun Watson in my top 10 if he didn't have the whole thing go down and he, like, played throughout it. Like, if he didn't just take a year and what, however long off. Um, also, like, he came back and he just, he wasn't impressive with the Browns. So, and that's the thing, yeah. You don't know, like, if him being bad was because he was just gone for for so long or if it's like a physical issue where he just doesn't have what he used to have but he's a fringe guy he's probably like 12 i'd probably put him 12 or 13 um 11 i'd probably put stafford and then maybe dak and then whatever rest i don't even know kind of just a toss up the rest of the way Yeah, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. 
Um, I think that's pretty fair. Like outside. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see like, you know, where Bryce young kind of fits in. Like if he comes out and has a stellar year, like I, I could see him coming in at like the tw- top 20, like better than Derek Carr's rookie year. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but I'm definitely dude. I'm excited for like, uh, like, um, preseason to get going because that's when you start to really like know who's going to be like, Oh, this, like, I just have like a very base knowledge of the NFL and like the players that are getting ready for the year. But like, once like August comes around and preseason kicks off, it's like, all right, I can hone in on some guys that like, I could predict that are going to have a good year, like a breakout year. Like right now for me, it's just, it's still way too early to tell me too, dude, especially with how bad the Yanks are. I'm like, all right, well, at least football season's upon us. That first Sunday on the couch with red zone up is going to hit so hard. But soon. About a month out, we'll start. Oh, yeah, I saw that. D-Hop. I, uh... Yeah, I was going to say, dude, like, he hasn't had a weapon in so long, I feel like. Um, I mean, A.J. Brown, but even then, it was really just him. Because Robert Woodson wasn't doing shit. But him and Traylon Burks as a one and two might be pretty pretty solid. Especially with Derrick Henry on the run game. You do the slow drafts where it's like you get hours or I should do one of those. Yeah. Right. He was just there. Pretty solid. Yeah. Is that where you're at now? I'm Yeah, so much. I'm kind of staying away from pretty much all of Tampa this year, I think. I'm good on that. Right. It's going to be buried on the depth chart a little bit. 
No. How do you feel about how do you feel about Jonathan Taylor this year? You think he bounces back? Yeah, same. Yeah, in the same boat. It would be different, obviously, if he had a good, like, a, another good year last year. But he, like, his fall off was a little bit higher than I think a lot of people. I don't, I don't think anyone expected it, but like, would have guessed what it would have been. Yeah, kind of in the kind of in the same boat as Najee. Right, right. Depends on the strategy. Is he going to be back for the start of the season, though? Right. Right. Because he's... Yeah, and even Brees' floor isn't that that low. You're like you'll probably get a ten ten point floor in PPR. Right. And Brees Hall. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, and that's why I kind of want to do, like, an accurate, like, full-blown mock draft so I can kind of see where, like, our league's heads are at. You know what I mean? It would it would just be nice to go through, like, some actual real scenarios before we do the real draft because every mock I do is just not going to be accurate. Yeah, 
I think we should keep it. Fine by me. Right. Right. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd be I'd be fine with that. Ten team leagues can be fun sometimes because you get more like talent on your teams. Yeah. Well, the season's upon us, dude. I think I've only played for Foot Clan, but I'm definitely in for Keeper whenever I get around to it. And that's, I feel like that's great value for that type of pick, too. Yeah. Which would be a steal, low-key. As a... Yeah, because you don't want to waste one of your keepers being like a backup either. Right. Yeah, it kind of sets you up for like a solid like beginning structure of your team. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll have updates every week. I'd like to get after it on this podcast, dude. This is a fantasy football, golf, fucking and bullshit podcast at this point. <laughs> No, we just get on and bullshit. Just, yeah, just talk shit. And we get, we get like decent numbers for not promoting anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, tell your friends, uh, especially Manscaped. We want to get them to sponsor us. They've got a great opportunity here. All right. Well, is there anything else we want to touch on?
I mean, he's a stud, so if there's anybody that's going to do it. That's got to be the coolest feeling ever. Like if I was a pro athlete, dude, I would just, I would put so much effort into my character on like the sports game, like in MLB or FIFA or something like that. I'd be like, dude, give me the dopest picture from my my Ultimate Team card. I want to see my stats as soon as they're released. Certain players, yeah, yeah. Facts. I would do that all day. Well, win myself a World Cup. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we got two half times for you this week up this week's episode. So, hopefully, it feels like you can hang out longer. Waldo was telling me the other night. Actually, he was like, "Dude, I had." Like a two and twenty twenty two hour twenty minute um, drive home from work the other night, and I just put on like your newest podcast, and it was like the perfect amount of time to fully get me through my drive, and it like made my drive fly by, and I was like, hell yeah, dude, that's what we're here for. Nice. <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah, dude, just spread spread the good word. Love your friends. Peace be with you. <laughs> it's it's with your spirit now, asshole, all right? <laughs> Tell them that we sent you. Go up to a stranger, smooch them, and say, sorry, the random roommate sent me. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good middle middle ground. High five. <laughs> <laughs>